Baby girl, who told you money doesn't grow on trees? Or let me guess, someone told you money is the root of all evil. While this seems like good reasoning and legit, let me let you in on a little secret. This is why you're still broke. Wealth is a mindset. Wealth is in your daily habits. Wealth is for everyone, not just the chosen few. My name is Candace Young. I'm a credit repair expert. I love long walks to the bank, and I'm determined to help you embrace your finances so you can be confident in building wealth regardless of your current income. Welcome to the Money Mindset Queen podcast. It's time to start building wealth now. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Money Mindset Queen podcast. I am so, so happy to have you back, and I'm so grateful that you decided to join me for episode four because this is going to be a good one. First and foremost, as always, I hope that you've had an amazing day so far, and I hope that you're feeling good and you're feeling empowered and you're feeling motivated. And I thank you again so much for joining me today. So first things first, I'm going to get into a little bit about what we talked about last episode. So last episode was titled, You Can Achieve Financial Freedom. Toward the end of the episode, I spoke a lot about how women can have it all if they're willing to put the work in to get there, right? And so I shared a lot about my story as it relates to getting my first job in college and having responsibilities and moving out and all of these different things. And, you know, I spoke about how our house got broken into, me and my roommate, and we moved. And I also spoke about the one time in my life when I got evicted. So I got real transparent and real raw. So I hope that you tuned into that episode because we're going to continue the story. And I just want to clear something up really quick. The reason that season one of this podcast is going to be mostly me telling you my story is because for one, I want you to know that no matter what your financial situation was or is, I can absolutely relate. Even if everything that has happened to you hasn't happened to me, I've had some rough times financially and I've struggled and it just is what it is. It's the perfect storm. You're in college, you're away from home, you have a job, getting paid minimum wage. It just sort of happens that way. You struggle, right? Your lights go out, your phone, you know, is off. I was the queen of, you know, if you have an iPhone, you know that as long as you're on Wi-Fi, you can text people. And I think even FaceTime, if I'm not mistaken, but I was the queen of that. Like I would let my phone go off and say like, yep, when I get paid, I'll pay it. And you know, for now, as long as I'm on Wi-Fi, I'm good. Right. So All of these little things that we did or do to survive are, or to, you know, get through our survival methods, right? And so the story that I was telling in the last episode was, was one of my aha moments. It was when I realized that saving was important and that credit was important. And if you need to go back just to sort of hear, you know, the specifics of that, please do. But what I want to be very clear on is that I'm telling you all of this and I'm sharing all of this so you can understand that I relate to you and I get it. And I want to teach you methods and ways of navigating this particular part of your life so that you don't make as many mistakes as I did. So where we left off at was, you know, me understanding that getting evicted was 100% my fault. And it was 100% due to just 
irresponsibility, lack of, you know, prioritizing, et cetera, et cetera. But the real big deal here was that my mom saved the day. My mom had the resources that it took for me to keep my place, not have to pack up and leave and go home or find another place, et cetera, et cetera. And from that day forward, I just wondered how, right? Because in episode two, we talk about how I realized that my family's not rich. So I had questions after I went and paid and got everything clear and wasn't evicted anymore. Let's be clear. I was sure I had a home at that point. I went back to my mom and I said, mom, how is it that you just had this money right on a credit card somewhere just just there right to me it was a lot of money if you if you haven't listened to the last episode it was about 12 a little over $1200 and i just needed to understand and so i sat down with my mom and had the conversation about finances and had the conversation about how she told me never to get credit cards right and so she said listen candace if it's one thing that I'm going to do is I'm always going to position myself to be able to get my kids out of a jam, right? She said, when I told you not to get credit cards, that was because credit cards ruined my life, right? Like I ruined my credit. I, you know, had a bunch of credit card debt. And in that moment, I didn't want that to happen to you. I didn't want it to happen to any of my kids, but it's almost like messing up your credit is inevitable. Like I think everybody does it at least once in their life, unless your parents are sticklers, which these days you will see that. You will see that parents are a lot more in tune with teaching their kids about finances and all of those different things. And it's beautiful to see, but I'm an 80s baby. And all I was told was don't get no credit cards. But when my mom explained her logic to me, I understood it. Because 10 years ago, I would have told someone not to get no credit cards because of what it did to me and my credit score, right? So in that particular moment and that conversation that I had with my mom, I just sort of sat back with that and I evaluated that and I said, how could I position myself to be able to just get me out of a jam? I mean, initially, right? Like when you think about financial freedom, like, oh, I want to help my family and I want to be able to show up for my friends if they're, you know, having an event somewhere or whatever have you, you want to be able to show up for people. But ultimately, right? Like how can you show up for you? How can you make sure that your bills aren't stressing you out, that your phone isn't going off, that your lights aren't out, that you're not facing eviction notices, right? So financial freedom really starts with you. And from that conversation and forward, my biggest focus was to get myself financially stable. Not that I would ever let anything like that happen again, but we all know that life happens. Whether it's a doctor's appointment that you didn't expect to be as expensive, whether it's a flat tire, whether it's your car note date, due date snuck up on you, whatever it might be, we all need to have some money in the bank. And that's just point blank, period. So my intentions are to teach women how to position themselves to always be ready for all of life's twists and turns. And not just that, but live in luxury, right? So I talk a lot about I'm going to share a lot with you guys about repairing your credit and I'm going to share a lot with you guys about 
learning how to save and saving reasonably and creating a good budget plan and all of that. But ultimately, the goal is that you live in your sweet spot, whatever that looks like. Some people don't need the big five bedroom house. I do, right? But some people don't need that. For some people, it's different, right? For some people, it's about being able to take care of their parents. For some people, it's about being able to purchase things for their craft, right? Like, I believe that every industry has some sort of investment that needs to be made, right? Artists, you have to buy canvases, right? People like me, financial planners and credit repair specialists, like we have to make sure that we have scheduling apps and all of these different things. And even if it's not expensive, it still costs. It costs to be the boss, period. At the end of the day, making money is cool and paying your bills on time is cool. But God wanted us to live in abundance. It's not about the bare minimum. It's really about putting your positioning yourself to be as on top of your game as possible. Uh, That entails a lot, but finances, in my opinion, is the foundation. Now, let me be clear. I don't want anyone to leave this episode thinking that I feel like money is everything because it is not. Stability is. Feeling comfortable, feeling safe, and not being stressed out about your bills is what it's all about. So that may not mean that you need to make a whole lot of money. But at the end of the day, most of the women I know, luxurious. We want to go out to brunch. We want to celebrate our friends. We want to buy cute outfits. We want to buy cute Louis bags and YSL bags and Chanel bags. We want to drive nice cars and we want to live in really, really nice houses. Okay. That's not being materialistic. That's not prioritizing. That's not making money, you know, the most important thing. That is just setting goals for yourself. That is you having a vision for your future and putting in the work that it takes to to execute that plan for yourself. Okay. So at the end of the day, what I want you guys to take from this is that while money is not everything, We need to have our finances in order so that we can live in abundance, so that we can truly live the life that we were meant to live. I'll be the first to tell you, when I first started making real money, I had that survivor mentality. I had that financial anxiety that, uh uh-oh, what if one day I get broke again and I can't pay my bills, right? When all the time I'm performing well at work, my business is going well, all of these different things, right? But still that old, old mentality, that 20 year old girl who faced an eviction notice, who ruined her credit, whose phone used to be off all the time, whose lights would go off, you know, at times she still pops up and, and gives me anxiety about my finances, I've overcome that to a certain degree, but I am very strict with my finances to this day because of that. I never want to feel as though I can't provide for myself. I mean, for my family, sure, but my mom always said to me, the greatest gift you could give me is taking good care of yourself, right? Let's be honest, right? Like, 
I'm not a parent, but what I understood from that is in order for her to have peace of mind, she wants to make sure she wants to know that I'm okay. Okay. I'm in a state, I'm far away. Right. But if she knows that I have money for my rent, my lights, my car note, cable, and all of that is covered, she can rest a little easier knowing that she might not get a call. She might, she's not going to get a call from me saying, oh, you know, I'm evicted or, you know, I'm getting kicked out or, you know, my lights are out. Can you throw me some money? And what I took from that was so much drive just to take care of myself. And and listen, it, it was to a default, right? Like it was absolutely detrimental to me in the beginning of my relationship because I was like, oh, I'm this boss. I'm so independent. And thankfully I have this really, really amazing and patient man in my life who was able to deal with those things about me. But present day I've learned, right? When you, when you know better, you do better. So I have no issue letting my man lead I have no issue with that anymore, but I had this mentality some years ago that I just, I had to be this boss. I had to take care of everything and I didn't need help from anybody. One of the most toxic things people could say is I don't need help. I don't, I don't need nobody for nothing. It's so toxic. We need people. We need each other. We need resources. We need people that we can come to for advice. We need people that we can come to for business advice life advice, regular, we need people. But I was very much that girl. I don't need anybody for anything. And it's toxic, right? Like that's not the way to go about things. So for me, learning that letting people help you is okay, it was hard. It was hard because for me, the only help anybody could offer me was financial. Little did I know, right? My friends could pour into me for zero dollars and, and zero cents. They can absolutely pour into me, but that survivor mentality peaks in and, and anytime someone tries to help you, it feels a little weird. So if you can relate to that, you know, just know that you can grow out of that and just know that you need people and you need people to help you and, and you need to help people. It's a two-way street. But anyway, When it comes down to it, I was able to overcome a lot of things during that time. And my mom made it very clear to me, you know, where that mentality came from. Don't get credit cards. Don't open any lines of credit. Like it's going to ruin everything, right? Today, I have a really healthy relationship with it. But back in the day, I was afraid of my finances and they caused me a lot of anxiety, So what I want to sort of touch on today is how I started to overcome that, right? First things first, the financial tragedies were not over. (laughs) So after all of that happened with my mom, I ended up getting my own place and things were going really well. I ended up, you know, being able to manage the place on my own and everything went great. Right. And although I wasn't where I wanted to be financially, I still wasn't in a place where I worried about my lights going out or anything like that. So it was it was great. It was great. And then I said I had my heart set on an apartment in downtown. I wanted to be by the bars. I wanted to be in the city. I wanted to be where everything was happening. So I go and I apply for this beautiful apartment. I mean, oh, my God, the ceilings were super high. 
There was floor, it was ceiling to floor windows. The view was crazy. The rent was reasonable. I mean, I fell in love with this place. And to my surprise, although I understood credit and although I started to pay things on time, I didn't have the knowledge of pulling my credit report to see what it looked like, to see if I was going to be eligible. And I got declined for that apartment. Sick. Okay. Sick is an understatement. I was so over it. I said, no, I get it now. I have like some money saved in the bank and I've been paying all of my stuff on time. How could I still not get approved for this apartment? But I had no idea there were all types of things on my credit report, right? No clue. I just thought I started doing the right things and everything should just fall in place now. Ha, joke's on me. So I work some more and work some more on it and now... I start off by pulling my credit report. I see that there's some things there I don't even recognize. I see that some things are on there twice. So I start to work on my credit. I gave it like six months, went back, applied for the apartment, got it. Okay. So everything was great. I moved in, I furnished it, I decorated it. I loved it. I remember the first weekend I lived there, I walked across this like little bridge over to the bars and met my friends and drinks on me. And, you know, we were stunting and having a great time because it was a celebratory moment for me. I didn't just get a new place. I didn't just get an apartment. I got the apartment of my dreams and it was beautiful and I loved it. And not just that, I started to travel with my company. My company started sending me all over the globe to travel and train for them. So life was amazing. Okay. I mean, amazing, but it didn't stop there. (laughs) So I promise you, I'm going to share each and every last one of my mistakes with you, because guess what? I get a call. Did I get a call? How did this happen? How did I find out? Oh, I know how I found out. So one day I go to see my paycheck. You know how you can see a paycheck like a day or two before it actually posts. And my paycheck was about $500 short. Now, today, $500 is not a whole lot of money, right? Okay, cool. Got it. But that day (laughs) with what I was getting paid, it was a lot of money. Okay. And I was devastated. I was ready to call everybody. Give me HR's number. Give me the CEO's number. Like something is wrong. My check is short, period. So I get, so I call the HR department and they're like, Hey, like you're being garnished. Excuse me is my reaction. Like garnished by who? Like I have no idea who could be garnishing me. They were like, well, they said something, somebody, somebody. I said, Oh, And I just hushed up because those were my student loans. So while I got my credit together, started paying stuff, started getting things off my credit and started repairing my credit and getting to a good place and even getting into the apartment of my dreams, I still let a priority slip. I still let those student loans get me. And fast forward, I was I got garnished for a year. So what what I want you to take from that is no matter, it, it's an ongoing journey, right? No matter how much you learn and you do the right and how much you do the right thing, 
things could still come up. Things could still catch you off guard. And I believe, I think the woman said to me, like when I called the actual institution, I think she said to me like, oh yeah, well you haven't paid in this long. Like we don't have to tell you we're going to garnish you. Cause I was like, where is the letter? Where's the notice? Did someone email me? Did you text me? Like, where is the communication? And she said, nah, we don't got to do that. You didn't pay your bills. So we're going to garnish you. And that's on that baby. When I tell you a shorty was sick now, The beauty of it is that I was traveling for work, right? And the only thing I had to pay was my rent. I wasn't watching TV at my place. I wasn't using the electricity at all. I would come home for a weekend, wash all my clothes and get back on the road and and head somewhere else. So that's when I say like, God be looking out because if I had all of my regular bills, I wouldn't have made it. I legit wouldn't have made it. So now here is another financial problem that presents itself. Even when I'm on top of the world, I am loving life. And all of a sudden it's like, boom, spiraling again, like $500. So I bring my, I I get the courage to ask her like, so is this $500 a check or is this like $500 a month? She's like, it's $500 a check. I said, sis, please work with me. Like what's happening? She was like, yeah. We're not going to be able to do nothing about it for at least a year. She was like, in a year, you can call us. We can set up a payment plan, et cetera, et cetera. When I tell y'all after that year was up, I didn't never miss a payment ever. I would pay them before I pay my rent. And I'm just being 100% honest with y'all right now. Like I would never want to, I wouldn't wish a garnishment on my worst enemy. For money that you, you are working, you're working hard. You're putting in work and they're just, taking your money. Sure. You owe them. I don't care though. They just taking your money. So anywho, um, as we continued down that path, right, it was a rough year. I wanted to make sure that, you know, I was, I wasn't late on my rent just because I understood credit a little better. And I knew that being late on your rent was going to be a big deal. And I didn't want, and you know, you also have like rental history credit. So I knew I didn't, I wasn't in a position to buy a home or anything like that. So I really wanted to make sure that my uh, rental history credit was good. Right. And so just so in case I wanted to get another place or I wanted to move somewhere different. So after all of that, after that year, that super struggle year, now it was a matter of holistically evaluating my financial situation. So am I missing something? Is there something out there that I don't know about that's going to catch me off guard again? And I went into a deep dive into my finances. This is when I hired help. So the reason I do what I do today is because I hired help and that's how I got myself into a good space. I didn't just YouTube and, you know, read articles online. I hired someone to help me get all of my finances together. And that's who I want to be for somebody. I'm so grateful to that person for taking time out of their day to help me and to help me achieve just financial stability, just to help me get into a space where I wasn't anxious over my finances. So that's a really, really huge part of why I do what I do. So what I'm going to do is at the bottom of this episode, I'm going to throw some links in there of some things that I offer that you guys might be interested in if you are on your financial journey and if you're looking to 
just want to chop it up with me. If you just want to talk about the journey, if you just want to talk about where you're at and what you might need help with, I help with credit repair. I help with budgeting. I help with financial planning. So just know that I'm here for you. And I want to make sure that I provide you guys with the resources that I had when I was on my journey. And let me, let me just say this. I'm still on my journey, right? Like we're still not millionaires. So I'm still on my journey, but I am in a much better place than I was 10 or even five years ago. So I'm here to share the resources. I believe that once you learn something, it's your job to pour that back into your community and help others get to where you are. And as I continue to learn, I will continue to share these gems with you. So anyway, I will catch up with you guys next episode. I'm so glad that you were able to pull up a chair and hang out with me this evening. And I'm grateful for all of this this evening or this morning or this afternoon. (laughs) But I am grateful for all of your support. And I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode. We're going to take a deep dive into how I got past the year of garnishment, how I got into my next place, moving to a new city and all of these different things and all of the expenses that 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 entails and sort of how I approach that. So I really look forward to continuing my journey with you guys. And I thank you so much for being here. Toodles. You hear that? It sounds like money flowing into your bank account. Thanks so much for tuning in with your girl on the Money Mindset Queen podcast. You made a choice today to grow mentally and financially and to attract abundance. Help someone else out and send this their way because we all deserve a life full of health, wealth, and abundance. And there's no need to wait. Make sure you tag us while listening or head over to Your Credit Queen on Instagram to learn more on how we can snatch your credit score in no time and come up with a plan that works for you to get your finances in order this year. Until next week, remember, rich is hard and broke is hard. You get to choose your heart.